Hi. <laughs> Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Isabel. Oh, I should call you Jordy. No, oh, it's okay. <laughs> you can call me whatever you want. So I guess I should uh, explain how I got to know you. Yeah, why don't we do that? Okay. Um, I guess uh, that would have been in, what, 2012, maybe? Yeah, I started at Algoma in 2010, and I'd seen you around, but I don't think we did much chatting till about 2012, I'd say. Yeah, I think you told me once that we were in the draw in drawing one together. Yes, yes, yes. Um, with one of your friends. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I drew her, and she was very offended because she looked like an old lady. <laughs> but I, but she made me look like Sasquatch, so I don't know why she was offended. <laughs> oh, that is so. <laughs> I remember that because you were having a giggle fit then too. Oh she was very God. upset with me. I never saw her again either. I think I turned her off. I think um, the this wonderful woman was very um, particular about her looks and anything that touched her. In <laughs> Must have been because you were doing blind contour. Like none of them were going to come out good. There was no chance of anyone looking okay. Of course not. No. And I mean, it's, it's, um, that's the beauty of art. I mean, I think that's so awesome. Yeah. Such a wonderful thing. So, um, then, uh, yeah, we, we, we sort of, uh, kind of caught glimpses of each other in between uh, courses here and still, there. Still glimpses from across the room, yes. Yes. <laughs> and um, you, one day you came to me and I don't know where the Geordie LaForge thing came up. <laughs> it was because uh, you had like those wraparound sunglasses, so I tried them on. <laughs> and I said I felt like the guy from Star Trek. Yes. And Jackie's like, Jordy LaForge? I was like, yeah, him. And then... And that was it. Yeah, that was... That was fate. Mm -hmm. Drawing us together via Jordy LaForge. Yeah. Is there any greater <laughs> catalyst? I don't think so. I love Jordy. <laughs> Who know? doesn't, am I right? Yeah. So, um... Uh, yeah, so I started this uh, idea for a podcast, and then mm -hmm. you said yay, and then I called you, and there we are. Yeah. And um, I was gonna. It's so weird because I I told you that uh, maybe we we could talk about expressionism, and uh, started reading a book that I bought in London last summer, and then I see that. The biggest uh, repository for Painters 11 paintings is in Oshawa. Yeah, that's wild. And I, I was looking up some Painters 11 stuff because I'm pretty rusty. Um, and some of them are familiar, specifically one artist. I can't remember her name. I'll look her up. But yeah. And, and Michael Birch used to work there for a short period of time. 
Yeah, so Michael Birch was the curator in our uh, art at our art gallery, and he was also um, a sessional uh, in art history. So he's uh, he's a well-known character around here. Yep, um, he is. He's a good man. Yeah. Um, so did did you know so? The Painters Eleven is—is is there one that uh, you would feel closer to, or that you really, really like? When you looked at it, you thought, "Wow, I love this," and you felt attracted to it and wanted to know more about them, or or not? Like maybe it's totally you. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I, I like I said, I kind of gave myself a crash course in the Painters Eleven again, just because I have I haven't been in school for like a year, so it's all kind of rusty for me. But um, Jack Bush is on the list, and I actually uh, wrote a paper on him for my, one of Michael's classes because I really um, – his early work particularly really stood out for me, and it really kind of um, captured me in, like, a very personal way. Yeah. Um, and Michael wrote a book, actually, that we all got in one of our art history classes called um, – him to the Sun early work, and it's about Jack Bush, um, that I really referenced in writing a paper for Michael Birch. Um, but it's unfortunate because if you look up Jack Bush early work, you don't find a lot of it. It's a lot of his color field stuff, mm-hmm. which is equally as gorgeous. Um, but his, his, his early stuff is just full of so much kind of anxiety and turmoil and like raw kind of a, a sadness or like an inner kind of it, it's very kind of tight in the chest I don't know how to explain it yeah. but it's something I very much connected with at the time and you saw my show so like you know the kind of inner struggles that I was going through or do go through sometimes so it was amazing to see this this artist that was so prolific or still is had gone through such similar um, stages in his life of art, and then you see his stuff now, and it's all col- it's color field, and it's 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 not simple, but it's a lot different than what he has now. And yeah, I, I really connected with Jack Bush a lot. Um, if I'm trying to remember, I, I pretty much remember a lot about your your final thesis show, and I remember a lot about your uh, fun cartoons. I, I, I know it wasn't representative of, of you as, as an artist in our program, but I, I just love those things. All those so cartoons? Much. Yes. I would consider them a representation of me as well. Yes? Yeah, okay. of course. Good. So, um, there seems to be, uh, very, like you're, you're very, you're multifaceted in, in your art. Um, I remember like if I walked in your end of year show, there was, if I remember correctly, there was sort of like a little library with your favorite books. Yes, uh, yeah. and a shelf, and then I think there was a chair in front of it. Yeah, there was six books in a circle, and then a chair in front with um, light bulbs hanging over top. Yes. Okay. So, and then um, that was um, some beautiful 
portraits, I believe, that you'd done. Uh, yes, I did those for um, for Noni's uh, advanced studio class, I think. The pencil crayon ones? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the lines were very uh, expressive, very colorful and uh, playful. And uh, then there was a wall covered in your writing from a diary, which was striking. Mm-hmm. And um, there was the wall of coffee filters. I remember those. And then books, a variety of books. Uh, one were in which you'd written. Uh, uh, and I think your show was called Marginalia. Yes. Yeah. And um, you had a book that you had dipped in bleach or... Yeah, I had two books that were soaking in bleach. And they were disintegrating, sort yeah. of, and uh, they were like, uh, almost like um, crystals Yeah. in them. Yeah, they had become crystallized, I guess, the chemicals left over once the bleach had evaporated. Yes, and um, that was really, really cool. So, um, would you, which, which, which of, what kind of, um, what would you call your work, that work, what, what label would you give it? Um, I guess the stuff I would give, like, for my thesis show, the best would be a conceptual art. Mm-hmm. Um... I mean, because I I don't know if it's any fixed thing. Conceptual really seems the most uh, fitting. And I think I I like conceptual art, too, because of the ideas that go into it. Um, Yeah, because it kind of... It goes past being, you know, like an an image or or, or a nice thing, which isn't too... um, demoralized, you know, portraits and, and landscapes and stuff because I love those too. But I think because I get so um, deep into something, deep into my own head and to and I've kind of learned to practice questioning everything I do that conceptual art is the most if I was doing another big show, it's it's the most appealing to me. Oh. Yeah. You feel you feel a connection with this because you it's not it's not the object that you're expressing but it's the the feeling yeah it's the intent behind the whole thing ah. yeah that's what i that's something i really appreciate in art um and if there's an intent if there's like a good intent or a good concept behind it and then it's um, and then it's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? And then if it's done successfully or it becomes something beautiful because of that, um, I consider that a, su- a su- successful piece of art. Mm. So, um, and, and the thing is for me, if, if I can read about it or read briefly about it and get the concept and the the object or maybe lack of object therefore becomes more aesthetically pleasing than previously. Mm-hmm. So um, I really like a balance in art. 
Yes. I think it's really important. And I find that if there's concept and there's aesthetics or looks or whatever you want to call it, I think when you have that proper balance of things, then it's it's really going to be successful. Cool. I, I agree. I have a little bit of... Um, uh, I'm not quite there yet with conceptual art. Um, although your show totally spoke to me. Um, That's but, fantastic. But I think it was also, it was because you explained everything to me. Mm-hmm. And, um, um, but I think you're right. Uh, the intent was clear and the execution was clear as well. So it didn't bother me. It didn't, I mean, I, I don't, I do like conceptual art, uh, but it's accessing, uh, um, it's, it's a different part of my brain that gets stimulated. And mm-hmm. I usually feel a strong att- attraction to color and movement and, uh, that's that's why I, I love expressionism because a lot of it is about color. Yeah. And um, I know that you you can do color. I saw your drawings, um, but color was not really part of marginalia. Not too much. No, that wasn't really. Um, I mean, if color happened to come into it, that's kind of what would be happening but I wasn't really going for a palette um I had one that was a pillow and it was red it was a red fabric but that was about it and it didn't even make it to the show because it just didn't fit oh (laughs) yeah yeah oh that's funny yeah you had extra things that you wanted to maybe put in and you didn't oh I had a bunch of stuff left over um, I made a lot of pieces, and what I, I mean, what Annie had told me, my advisor, um, just for people that don't know, um, was, you know, just m- make stuff, just do a bunch of stuff, make a bunch of stuff, and then think about it, and so that's basically what I did, is I just went intuitively, so I made a lot of stuff, um, and that that way I had a lot of options for the show, too. Um, and I didn't feel like I didn't have enough or I wasn't filling the space properly. Wow. She was, so Annie was your thesis supervisor at the time? Yep. Oh, wow. She was fantastic. I couldn't have picked a better advisor. Uh, yes. Yeah, I, um, that's neat to know. I just saw her this morning. Um, yeah, how was she? <laughs> she's doing great. She, she really uh, loved the uh, uh, Sioux, Sioux Media Arts Collective. And she's getting involved with that. Well, I'm going to tell you about my favorite uh, Yeah, please do. I feel like I'm talking too much about myself. Oh, no, I love it. <laughs> love to hear you. Oh, you're uh, Yes, tell me about your favorite. My favorite one is Ka- Kazuo Nakamura. Okay, I googled him last night. I'm going to google again. Mhm. Um I 
like Jack Bush and I like Tom Hodgson and I like uh, William Rowland and most of them, most of the Painters Eleven, I I liked in in a general fashion. I like mm-hmm. their stuff, but um, I think it's because uh, growing up in Quebec. My father always brought me to the museums, and I was exposed to uh, Polymil, Bordua, and Jean-Paul Riepel, and all uh, like a lot of uh, abstract work um, early. Um, mm-hmm. Do you hear a bell sometimes in? in yeah, is that your oh, phone? Yes. Okay. I I don't know how to. Um, it's not my phone. It's my computer. Oh, okay. I have iMessage, and I, I'm just uh, worried that. Oh, it's fine. It's not. It's not annoying. It's just a. It's just a quiet ding. It's yeah, fine. I'm a, a bit worried that, though that it's annoying uh, to listen to. Anyway, I'm gonna let it run. I'm trying to find how I can turn this off, but I can't. So, no, it's fine. So it's anyway, fine. I'm just gonna let it run. Um, what was I say? Oh yes. Yeah, so um, this was not um, too new to me, I guess, visually. It wasn't very new to me. Uh, This kind of bold, these bold, strong, uh, thick uh, splashes of paint and brush strokes and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So I sort of, now I, I associate this kind of art to the 50s and 60s in my head and um, somehow now it feels old you know so when I see this stuff now I feel like oh this there's old art (laughs) 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 which is funny Um, but um, then later in my life I came across Joan Mitchell which I adore and I think, so what I'm thinking is that I'm attracted to neo-expressionism or okay. the new type. And I, w- I was researching a little bit how it grew. It came out of Germany. Kennedy. Oh, I can, I can see you liking, I can see why you like neo-expressionism for sure. Yes. And so. I can see it in your art. Huh. Well, thank you. Oh, of course. Uh, um, specifically the, the dog one. I love that little dog picture. Yeah, the heraldic flying dogs. Yeah, and what a wonderful name. The heraldic flying dogs. I I um decided uh I decided uh that I have I could make many choices. I could um choose to express um a lot of feelings in art and um, because my life is uh, very uh, taken with my son uh, my son has autism and uh, mm-hmm. it's tiring and and it's a lot of work and but it's it's also good work and it's I mean as a parent you have to do it no matter what so you know that's that's okay it's it's all good but I I want I don't want to access my depressive side. I want to try to help myself with happy, uh, serene, um, 
places where I can be playful, laugh, you know. Mm -hmm. That's why I choose sort of more uh, brightly colored uh, things to paint. And that's why I'm attracted to more to this kind of place than a darker uh, place. So um, I, I just want to... Uh, art. It's not like I want art therapy or something, but I want to express uh, joy in life. Yeah. And that's my... Sometimes it's fun, though, to indulge. Well, it's not fun, but it's um, it's good to indulge in, uh, in more um, cerebral or darker aspects. Yeah, um, it can be cathartic. Yes, um, I'm thinking of Julia Mancuso's uh, show. I don't know if you knew Julia. I did. I didn't get to see like hear much about her show though. Oh, um, I don't know if you can look on my Facebook, but um, I can do I, that right I now. posted a lot of her photos, and they would be fairly recent. Um, so they were mostly very dark. She she didn't even put any color. Uh, it's all black and white and it's about passages and death and it's very expressionistic. Um, so I really, really, really love this. I can't do it myself, but I really love this. And this, this, um, this sort of, uh, abstract expressionism really speaks to me. So uh, my favorite Painters 11 is Kazuo Nakamura, as I said, um, mm -hmm. but he's he's joyful, he's, he's calm, he's peaceful, uh, his paintings are blue-green uh, with uh, lots of little marks and you think maybe of a field of blue flowers, but it's, it's all um, very textural. And uh, it makes me feel at at peace when when I, I watch those. So. Yeah, they're very serene, aren't they? Mm-hmm. They're um, yeah, they got kind of a. I don't know. I feel like you can hear them if you sit in front of them. Oh yeah, yeah. They they have uh, almost like uh, it's almost like you're watching um, sound um, uh, graphics like uh, the sound waves on on a computer. <laughs> yeah, they're all, they're um, I don't know. They kind of because they have that slight landscapey feel, right? But then again, the brain's always trying to figure out make something out of nothing, right? That's what your brain does. Mm -hmm. But they have this almost feeling of sitting somewhere and watching and this uh, kind of like a, a, a watery humming about them that I really quite enjoy. <laughs> Neat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that, that would be um, where... I would feel that I can exist now. Do you think that um, going, like, 
getting older and living other experiences and um you know do you think that your sensibilities will change a lot and that you will change the way that you paint or you draw or oh yeah i mean yeah. i certainly hope so um i'm not really one for being stuck in a very certain mindset um and i think that's that's why i like learning so much right i mean i can't i don't i'm not afraid of change i can only get better with more that i learn and so i'd hope when i um as i get older my mindset changes to kind of embrace more and more mhm mhm yes same same as me even though i started l- late in life i i'm hoping that um i'm trying to stay uh broad minded and um to to embrace uh other styles and ways of uh picturing art mm-hmm. but, but uh i do i do have some parameters that i i don't want to stray away from too much because it it brings me to places that i really don't like <laughs> uh, well that's fine too you know yeah well boundaries for yourself that's not a bad thing i i hope so i don't know um i i've explored a little bit in in courses certain ideas and um when it's when it gets into the the realm of the idea or the concept or the rather the ideology you know like if it gets into feminism or mm-hmm. racism or i don't know um politic politic art art mm-hmm. um political art i I don't know how it always comes out uh, a bit awkward. <laughs> it's it's hard for me to to play with these. I um I get that. I think um that art's also like a really good uh a really good place to explore it too though. Mhm. Um because I think too that art very much is influenced by the things that are going on around the world. So even if you don't discuss politics, feminism, all that stuff, it kind of it's it's interesting because it's just it's reflected in what you do anyways, mm-hmm. just by proxy of everything that's going around you. Um and I think that's one of the really cool things about art and influence and like just things like that in general is that there's going to be a certain energy about something because of the time you're living in and then going through you through your hand onto an object or an image it's kind of this transfer of the time you're in um without you even realizing it right mm-hmm. so i think any image that we make any sculpture or anything like that um is really interesting just even if you can't or you don't like the piece of art itself to kind of 
see an object that comes from a certain point of time and has this kind of neat energy about it is really fantastic. And I think that's why people, when they see a piece of art in real life, it's so much more influential influential than in an image. Because I think everything, this is just my opinion, but everything carries a certain amount of energy with it. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you get near a piece like that, that energy, you're, you're, um, you're experiencing it. Um, when I saw Starry Night in real life, I like. I mean, it's a beautiful painting, but I've seen it so many times. You're kind of like, whatever. I don't need to see it. But there was something so um, that took me aback, and I don't know what it was because, like I said, I like Van Gogh. I mean, as an artist, and he was super influential stuff. But he's not my number one. But seeing that in real life, like I said, it kind of was a shock to be that impressed by it because it's it's not that big and um there's a lot of people around it but it kind of i don't know there was something about it like like hands or something yes i grabbed you i've seen a few vangos as well and that's exactly it Mm -hmm. and i think it might like i think like just the, the pure sadness that van gogh often felt and and stuff like that. I think that had to be transferred into his art because that's why, I mean, he was making art to be happy uh, amongst other reasons. And I mean, I think just the, the sadness of that man and I mean, the, the depth of him really was transferred into those kind of pieces. Even, even in his, uh, sunflowers, yeah, uh, I read that um, he was criticized for his dark colors, and that's why he was trying to uh, brighten up his his palette. And because he lived art, he he mm-hmm. just wanted to he wanted to do great, and he just practiced and practiced and went out and painted and painted, and he would write about it, you know, to his brother mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, it's totally true. He was feeling a lot of sadness, a lot, a lot of sadness. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, sorry, I completely sidetracked there. No, no, that's totally in. Uh, It's weird because uh, we think of Van Gogh as, we would say he's an impressionist, a fauvist, a fauve, I mean, is a fauve, and yet uh, I, f- I find it. I find his paintings expressionistic. I I never know how what how those categories. They're are they're. Made. It's such a like a. It's a hard thing to pin down, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone is just one thing. So, mm. it's it's very broad. Yes, it seems that. They sort of uh, they they go off each other. Um, mm-hmm. If if you take uh, one little bit of his painting and look at it, you know how how many colors are there in in there? It's it's crazy. Yeah, it's just. Um, yeah, I get excited about that too. Uh, although I'm. Finding 
it's difficult to paint thickly. Um, I've started using oil uh, last last uh, fall. I just started. And How do you like it? I like it, but it's hard. Very, yeah. very hard. Um, it's, it's hard to... Um, Manipulate uh, in the oil uh, to clean your brush. Uh, uh, well, you know what I did? I started it with a model session, <laughs> and I mean that that was probably the stupid, <laughs> stupidest thing. To hey, do. you're jumping right in. I like it. <laughs> it was pretty stupid. I mean, I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't play with the colors at all. Like I couldn't, I did not know how to pile the colors on top of each other because they kept getting all mixed up. They were wet, yeah. right? So I couldn't build on it by letting it dry and manipulating it or anything. But so was Andrea. She was doing it and everything was very cohesive with Andrea and no problem. I, I, I was watching her and I was hoping that I could get it. And oh my goodness, it was, oh, I was sweating. I've never, <laughs> oh, oh, I sweated bullets. I was just, <sighs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, oil is something to be practiced quite a bit. It's, uh, it's finicky, but I prefer oil. I don't like acrylic at all. Oh no! No, I I think it's it dries too fast, and I just I don't like the way it dries. It's too plasticky for me. Yeah, I can see that. I like the richness of oil. Yeah. Are you still painting? Um, very rarely do I paint. Have you drawn or done anything? Oh yeah, I I keep myself drawing. Oh, that yeah. stupid bell. I'm sorry about <laughs> it's that. Okay. It's not bothering me. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I keep myself uh, making art. Um, I mean, I, I, I want art to be my career still, so I'm I'm keeping at it and looking at the things I can do and, you know, so on and so forth. What's happening around you? Uh, have you joined any group or...? No, um... I don't really know the art scene around here, despite like looking it up. I'm trying to I'm trying to get something going right now, but it's gonna take some time because I need to I need to get a new computer, so I'm trying to save up money for that and stuff. Um, <laughs> I don't really want to plug myself though. <laughs> like I don't want to be like, hey, I'm doing this thing. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> when you said plug, when you said plug, I thought. <laughs> Computer plugging. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I didn't understand what you meant. Sorry, I don't want to promote myself there. <laughs> oh, oh! I'll promote you, baby. <laughs> get get it going on whatever you do. Well, I'm trying to start a stream where I can interact online with people while making art. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's, there's really good communities out there. And, like, I work with people and stuff, and I work kind of in a, in a service industry where I'm behind a desk. And I find that, like, 
working in person with people is it gives me a lot of anxiety but I still want to be able to help people with art and do art with them um but like teaching isn't really the direction I want to go um so I've been thinking a lot about streaming and stuff like that and it's all I've been talking about lately and I feel really bad because it feels like (laughs) I'm just like self-promoting all over the place no that's okay that's really cool that sounds uh, really interesting and um, I totally agree you know uh, with computers now we can reach how many billions of people yeah there's going to be a niche for anything basically so mm-hmm. people have to learn quickly to to go into that that world and navigate that that world it's it's not easy though no it's not and my computer I, I, I'm saving up to start doing it. It's just going to take a while. So hopefully I get there in the future because it's something I'm really excited about because it kind of combines my... Because I, I love helping people with art and I do. Lo- I love talking about art. And I've always been one for seeing how a process is, like the process of art is, rather than the finished product. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing how something's made and so on. Mm-hmm. And I like to share that with people. Um, and I like when people ask me questions, I'm always happy to help them because it's something I feel confident enough about that I can give them, you know, good enough advice. I'm not, I'm not a professor and I, or anything like that. I'm still young, but out of all the things I think I'm well-educated on, art would be the one I'd say I'm most confident in. So this is something I've been trying to figure out. What can I do where I get to work with people still um, in a community and collaborate with people where it's not limited by where I am, what city I'm in. You know, it's just people looking for art and art processes and art questions and things like that. So, Wow, that's, you know, when you think about uh, that, that is super cool and... When you think that now you can reach the world, it almost, it's almost at the same, I was thinking about this, it's, it's, it's both great and at the same time it's, it's scary. And it, it is. It kind of grabs you by the throat and tells you, well, there's about a zillion like you, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like, you feel like almost like a little drop in a bucket kind of Mm -hmm. thing, because you're faced with all this oh, a multitude of people like, if you just look at Pinterest, you know, you're lost. Yeah. for, For months looking at what people are doing and how awesome it looks. All those masks and, oh my god, this guy does this and paper bowls over here. and <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Paper bowls over here. Yeah. <laughs> this good old paper bowl. <laughs> oh, here comes paper bowls again. <laughs> I have all kinds of weird images now. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so, so, um, but but it doesn't matter. That's the thing. Like, um, what matters is that uh, you're doing what 
you you feel like you are it's in your heart it's your passion and you're living it we have to live our lives and and continue doing these things that that make us feel alive and and that uh, we're sharing with people we're contributing to people it's it's a very good feeling it's a good direction and i i hope you all the success in the world and you you will get there stephanie i i believe it thank you you always were a very positive force in <clears throat> our program and uh we miss you a lot and i i still feel that you're part of it somehow even though you're not there you feel it feels like you're still there somehow. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. I miss I miss being in classes and you know making art with you guys and stuff. I I certainly don't miss the pressure, but I mean making yeah. the art with you guys is is something I definitely miss. It's one of the reasons I want to get this thing going because even not even collaboration, but just being in a community or a group and making art together is something that. You don't realize you miss till you don't have it anymore. That's it. That's it. It's important to to have um, a uh, sort of a clan or um, a, mm -hmm. a group of people that you feel a connection with. And um, it's too bad that you graduated the year before we we moved into the new space. the The space is growing, but I think that. Um, even though you, you are not, you were not part of the move that when, when you get, if you continue doing art, that somehow you're going to come back and there, they have a, an art gallery now. So I can totally see uh, it in, you know, two, three years, uh, Stephanie Babcock, a, a new show, you know, over I'd there. love that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I'm sure it will happen. I'd I'd be very much open to that. Yeah. Um yeah. The art community is um something I miss and something I mean I've looked into here but it's kind of hard to get into. Like it's hard to just jump into and stuff, right? So well, you have you're in the, on the outskirts of Toronto, the good. Yeah. So um I was reading uh, about a little bit about the Toronto art scene because the Painters Eleven sort of emerged from from that and uh, yeah, very. Uh, they're actually one of them lived in Oshawa here. Oh, um, Alexandra Luke. Oh, yeah. Okay. She's uh who founded the uh, the McLaughlin Gallery, I do believe. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah. Well, there you go. There you uh, go. I was reading uh, about the 60s, and uh, they, they all had uh, huge studios in, in abandoned buildings, and Toronto of the 60s and 70s uh, was like that, and, and it sort of grew. Um, I forgot... What is that neighborhood? York, Yorkville? Yeah, York. Yorkville or Yorkdale or York? Um, yeah, there's York. There's the York. It's called like the Yorkdale Mall, but it's York basically. 
that that was uh, sort of a, a rundown place, but it became the hip place uh, to be. And uh, now um, with OCAD and all these huge schools of art, it's it's the the number of artists is growing, mm-hmm. and you have to sort of be really really strong today to to continue and withstand um uh, the pressure the economic pressures um but uh, uh i think that when you're an artist in your heart um anywhere you'll be you'll somehow continue and and it will evolve into feeding your life you know like it's a connection uh, it's a life lifelong connection that you yeah. have yeah most definitely mm-hmm. it, it's not um i mean i consider it a constant in my life i wouldn't i, I don't draw because it's a burden or because i i need to or any it, like i feel like i need to continue or anything like that i do it just because i love it and it's just another thing like reading or you know watching movies or playing games for some it's just kind of that I'd be very, very... I wouldn't know what to do if I didn't have it, you know? Mm-hmm. It's kind of something that's in my bones. It's in the heart of me, so... Absolutely. I get that. I'm looking at a photo right now of Michael Birch and mm-hmm. Alana Bondar standing in front of your wall of coffee filters, but I... Oh, are were... you? What was the the piece called? Um, uh, slow roast a- uh, battery acid. Slow roast battery acid. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a title! I love yeah, it. I like it. <laughs> this year, there was like some kind of um, the the issue was whether to put little cards with names of the titles beside your artwork or not. So I was all for that. I wanted, that made me feel like a real artist. (laughs) Some, some, uh, some, some of our art, um, grad, well, finishing artists this year didn't want any little cards to be next to their art. No. No, that was a decision that they made. And uh, they just didn't want anything um, interfering with the with their artwork. So they they just prepared a list of of uh, and a plan and just put it uh, sort of on a wall somewhere. Uh, yeah, I can I can see that you don't want things to kind of mess up the whole scheme of things. I think. Mine were like a clear, a clear label that were on the walls, kind of near. They didn't yeah. really interrupt anything. I like clear labels too. I mm-hmm. think that's the way to go. They're hard to put down. They're uh, rather like finicky. You can't have like a fingerprint in there. They're crooked. I did a terrible job. Andrea <laughs> had to go around and fix half of them. <laughs> <laughs> but that's me. Like I'm not. 
if I have a year to work on something, I can pre- I can do it. I can knock it out. But if I have like an hour to put up a bunch of clear labels, don't expect miracles from me because I sure as hell am not getting that right. That so. would be me too. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I should go get um, David and Madeline at the airport. So um, I would really like to thank you for um, being with me and I'm really I'm hoping that we get to talk again uh, oh, yeah, Stephanie yeah.